Hey friends, welcome back to the Lori and Michelle show. It is Lori here and I just want to say thank you again for clicking on today's episode and taking time to listen to Michelle and I sharing a clip from one of our Bible studies inside our Move Live Faithfully online studio. This is from Matthew chapter 13 and we're discussing one of the parables that really touched Michelle and I's heart and we really hope you girls enjoyed today's episode and if you don't mind, go ahead and head over to Apple and give us a five-star review that just helps us know that you are enjoying this content helps keep the show going and most of all it helps our show get in front of more Christians to help keep spreading the word of God and don't forget to follow us over on Instagram at Lori and Michelle where you can see more of us in the moment in life current life stuff that is happening in our life so make sure you head up over there to follow us there all right so let's get today's episode we hope it really serves you today welcome welcome to another Bible study. study. We're continuing on with chapter three of the book. Chapter thirteen. Sorry, chapter thirteen. <laughs> Thank you. Going back to chapter three. Uh, chapter thirteen, written inside the book of Matthew. So before we begin, if you want to join us in prayer, close your eyes, bow your head. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, willing to learn, ready to do the work you need us to do today. Holy Spirit, work inside each and every one of us to understand what we read today. Help us to be good bearers of good fruit. Help us to stay rooted in Christ. And Lord, we ask that there be more of you and less of Lori and I up here teaching about your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Read again, part one of this uh, chapter 13 was mainly the first uh, parable, because it was a deep one. Mm-hmm. And so that was verses one through uh, 23. 23. All right, so we're gonna pick up at verse 24. So open up your Bibles with us. Again to Matthew chapter 13, verse 24. So this is the parable of the wheat and weeds. So again, this is another parable where there is an explanation for it. So we're gonna go jump to the explanation and then kind of discuss all of this. Yeah, so we we did come with the first one. They asked for more direction on this. Again, he came out. Jesus is amazing and helps us all to have, again, a deeper understanding of what he just said. Yeah, and these last few parables here, too, um, Jesus, these are the three that he just tells just to his disciples here. Because you see here, the beginning of this, verse 36, they left the crowds and went into the house. So that's something just to, to make note of that he didn't share these other ones only with his disciples. Right, and then remember, too, in the first part, when, the, when he did share that first main parable, it was the disciples that came to him, hey, can you kind of explain a little bit more? And so mm-hmm. he, too, remember I said, like, he taught the parables to the public, but he always explained it in private. And mm-hmm. also to the people, I feel like, who have the ears that truly want to hear it and to understand it. So we're going to dive deeper here into now looking at verse 36 to help us, again, understand what we just read. Mm-hmm. Which I think, knowing a little bit from the first parable, you can kind of yeah. start to seeing where Jesus is going with all his parables. Then, leaving the crowds, as Michelle mentioned, outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. So again, that's always like Mm -hmm. the first one. We can come to Jesus and, hey, can you please understand or help me understand what's happening here or whatever. And through the scriptures, and of course, I feel like you can take that into your own life as well. So I, I just always love seeing that his disciples had no problem asking Jesus for help. So we should always... 
remember that we're his disciples now, and so he wants to help his sheep. So Jesus replied, The Son of Man is the farmer who plants the good seed. And remember, we, we learned, well, we'll go deeper, but the good seed, again, remember, is the gospel here, the word. The field is the world. So again, we learned that too from the first one. And the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the seed, weeds among the weeds is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so will be at the end of the world. Son of man will send his angels and they will remove from him his kingdom, everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So I know one thing for me from reading it again, not only you see a little bit more of him going deeper into explaining even the, from the first one about it, but you hear you, it, again, mm -hmm. heaven exists and hell exists. And the devil's and, real. And the devil's real <laughs> and judgment day will be happening. So I take that a lot away here reading it again with you girls. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, we heard about him saying something very similar about there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in a previous Matthew again. I'm gonna have to flip back and see which one it was. But he mentioned again. It was to the. It was when the. It was to the Jewish community when they thought that again they were the ones right. that were just because they were born to the generation. He was saying no. So um, again, I want to just I try to my best to make note of when I see repeating words or stuff. Um, so I think this is a important message. Mm -hmm. Us again as believers, like we said before, if Jesus believed when there's a demonic presence here. Then we too need to believe. That. To me, it's just another eye-opening to what that judgment day is going to be like. Yeah, so just a few notes here. Again, I have them in different places in here. I'm going to try to do my best to stay organized with my thoughts. But just kind of going what Jesus explaining in this parable is just another way the church is going to look. Like that's what all these parables are kind of yeah. showing different things that could be happening in the church. Again, the church is us, the his people, the people of, of believers. And there's going to be even with here, like the, the wheat one, like there's going to be within the church people that you can't tell to a certain time if they are good or if they're like they're using wheat, if it's the real wheat or not. Mm -hmm. And so there's, I think that's something for all of us to, to consider that there are some people within churches that aren't really there for the real thing. There's their impostors. We can't really tell who they are and who the truth of them. Yeah, I wrote my thing that this shows, um, going back to verses the 24, verse 1, which is also goes along with this one mm -hmm. too. Um, but this shows there will be good and bad growing in the church. Yeah. And some other notes that I got from Matthew Henry. Um, Christ tries all ways. I'd love this reminder that Christ tries all ways and methods to do good to the so to the souls of men and make impressions on them. So it shows how how generous and gracious our Lord is. And then going into the house, it's it's good for us to assemble and talk over what we hear, and we help another one understand and remember. And I thought that was a kind of a, a nice way of looking at that too. How he took his disciples into the house is like. What we're kind of doing here we're all really we're all coming together in our homes you know virtually here but and to talk about it, to understand it helps us what helps you remember something or understand something maybe that you didn't understand so i just thought that was kind of a nice representation of kind of like the church and people of us today people reading the bible of how he 
taught his disciples and now we have other people who study the Bible who are teaching us and now we're passing it on. So I just think that was just a beautiful yeah. kind of also look Also too, in my Bible, it uses the word weeds. I'm not sure if your Bible uses weeds. The other original wording yeah. and the original text was tars. And uh, that was just back then. Uh, people all knew that was a version of fake week. So again, Jesus is here using wording that people back then could really relate to. And he's using terminology that they were very familiar with. He does, as you see, we've seen that a lot. He uses words and stories he knows that they are going to relate yeah. to. So I think, again, Michelle, like he's always very observant of that because, you know, he's God. So mm-hmm. I find that this is beautiful. Again, remember, I just made notes again, remembering that. The sower is Jesus. If you want to write that down again, the sower here who he's talking about is Jesus, the the gospel, the word. The field is the world. And then the seeds, the good seeds are us, the believers. And then the tars or the weeds are the non-believers. And here he's showing us that they will be among us Mm -hmm. and that the enemy is here among us as well. And of course the enemy is is the devil, which Jesus mentioned there. Yeah, I also have to make note here that this this parable is kind of representing the present and the future state of the kingdom of heaven. Christ's care of it, the devil's work against it, and that there's there's going to be a mix of good and bad. Uh, So I just thought that's something interesting that Jesus already... You know, he, he knows the future of things, mm-hmm. and right here he's, he's kind of giving an example. And I think it's interesting, going back into what I got from Harvest Family, how he was relating all these different facts of the church. It's still, I feel like, relevant today of different yeah, going churches. going to like verse 25 when it says, but that at night the workers slept. And I was kind of like, you know, who the workers here, who the workers that they're, he's talking about here. And um, one of the pastors uh, I listened to, he decided, like, you know, it could be... Jesus could be referring to the churches, uh, church leaders, and I think again this goes back to anybody I feel like people look up to, that they're the ones kind of sleeping, and um, and they're not really paying attention to what the evilness that is corrupting their churches, so I think you can kind of see it that way, that the the workers sleeping here are are the church leaders and, and people like that, that are... Um, you know, not, they're not being aware of what's really happening in their church and in yeah. their local maybe community, and also I feel like it's obviously out into the world. Yeah, and I mean, so. note there is also a, in terms of the, it was sold why the men slept. It also shows that Satan's always watching yes. for all opportunities to yes. come and attack. So even like us, like even to me, I take it, and I'm not really supposed to take everything personally or to my own life, but I think here too, like it's just a sign up for myself is I need to stay on my game too and mm-hmm. don't be lazy and fall asleep on doing what I'm doing because. Right. Knowing that the Satan's always there, right, ready to attack, attack us. Exactly. And so he's saying that there's going to be a judgment day. There's going to be separation happening at the end of age, where the wheats are separated from the weeds, the, ta- the tars, tares. I don't even know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> um, I think, but I also, I think, what we can take away from this is that it's not our job. It's not to, again what he said. They said, should we pull out the weeds? So I think that's a question us Christians probably say: Should we be pulling out the bad ones and like? calling them out all the time and stuff and Jesus replies is no because I think that's what cause more damage than being helpful well, because and so think, also he's yeah. saying no I'm gonna I'm the one that's gonna take care of that too so I don't think we have to feel the pressure on ourselves yeah. to really be calling out every unbeliever out there because Jesus is going to do that he mm-hmm. says that here and so I I, I, I found comfort in that because I'm you know Michelle and I are our walk with with Jesus has started, and um, it did make me feel like 
a little bit, I don't know about you, a little yeah. bit less pressure that we have to change. Very, very and, much so. Like the, all the people that are following us, if they're unbelievers, like, you know, it's, it's not our job though to um, pull them out. Um, it's our job just to so keep planting the truth. I said our job is just to keep planting so the just, truth. So just, I want to go back up again to verse 25 about how the enemy came in. We talked to them about how he was sleeping, but he also how, and then left. And I just yeah. made note that Satan just went along his way that others may not know that again he did it and it goes that he is such a great mischief he he can transform himself and arrange himself to look like he's light and so just a reminder that i think a lot of people i know lord and i can come out of false teachings and deceive things that mm -hmm. people don't it looks good but here's an example of that like he is sneaky um then going on to verse 26 that there is wickedness in the hearts of men and as lord saying there is going to be a time when there'll be Good and bad will be distinguished. So we just need to be patient <laughs> as, as Christians. We just, uh, and I see definitely, I know with all different things, I've, especially with social media now, you see, you can see a Christian spotting about everything now, like little things about life. Mm -hmm. And I think again, it's, it's making people take their focus even off Christ. It's like they're, they're bickering about these things. I think this is also showing that, no, we just just focus on being with Christ. Focus on your own on your own religion in Christ, and just encourage people to have Don't a relationship with Christ. Don't be pulling out everybody because that's Jesus's yeah. job. Yeah, Terry, the B. Laurel did some good stuff about this. Like you can also see the tars as false Christians. Again, this is a little bit about the one from the first one too, where there would be the different soils even within the church. And I think this is an example of it. He was just saying again, Satan opposes the kingdom. And he, again, he's trying doing in everything he can to snatch the word from people's hearts. Mm -hmm. So when he fails, he just finds other ways to attack God's work. And this is what one of the, these a couple of these parables are all about. It's kind of revealing all the different ways Satan can come in. Like here he comes in when we're sleeping and comes in, sneaks in, and then leaves. And mm -hmm. so um, he, so the other one he just said, like, Satan cannot uproot the plants or the true Christians. So he plants counterfeit Christians in mm -hmm. their midst. Wherever Christ sows a true Christian, Satan comes and sows a counterfeit. I think that's also what Jesus is saying here. Like, there's going to be a mix of us. The mix. Like, we'll have our good, the good Christians, but then Satan, Satan sees that, and he's going to also bring along yep. all the counterfeits with it. So yep. um, we just need to be, I think, Jesus is here warning his disciples back then. But I think, obviously, it's very relevant for today that we also need to be very wary of all the counterfeit Christians and um, out there that... Um, aren't doing what we kind of said in the first ones, aren't having the true heart and interchange in the world. And so, so. Yeah. And one thing I think is an important message, he just again reminded us, it's, it's difficult to tell the false, the weeds and stuff from the true, the weeds. Mm -hmm. So again, but remember at the end of age, the angels would be doing all the separating with Jesus. So we just, I think again, all we need to keep doing is, I, I, is keep sharing the gospel and like this, like talking about it, reading what you learn, sharing with people the message and who Jesus is. And also, I feel like, again, exposing when people are falling traps to saint and lies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, to help people out. All right. So, we're going to now go to the parable of the mustard seed and, and the leaven, uh, starting at verse 31. Hey, friend. If you're enjoying today's episode and would like to support us, please consider becoming a supporter of our movement of helping us spread God's good word and helping others hear God's word and be transformed by a loving Lord and Savior Jesus. 
So if you haven't already, check out our Move Live Faithfully online studio. There are three options for you, different ways that you can partner up with us as low as just starting of $3 a month. So make sure you check that out at the end of today's episode. We created this online membership to be a private place to where it's distraction-free. There's no ads, no nothing there. You get everything pure. And again, you can come in as you please. If you have any questions about our Move Live Faithfully online studio, don't hesitate to contact Michelle and I. We're here for you. Again, this is something that was pressed on Michelle and I's heart of helping other women be more consistent in God's word, make it a habit in their life, as well as taking care of their bodies that God gave them. So girls, we love you for the support. We appreciate each and every one of you that has been become a supporter of this movement. We can't do this without you. All glory to God. Thanks again for the support. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. So then we'll finish up the next three parables in part three. Yeah, just a few notes three. to end it out here. Uh, from the Harvest family, I'd just like to remind all of us that there are going to be fake churches and they're there for the devil's disruption. They look Christians. This is also, I think, churches, but also just people, individuals themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got to just remind ourselves, so you have to be careful by remembering that it's hard to pick them out. So it's just because going back, a lot of times you brought this up, a reminder is that because we're all going to go through different seasons where we may not be producing fruit because we're in a season of really bad sin or just going through a lot of difficulty. So that's why we have to remember, look how gracious and merciful God is to us. Patient. Patient. And patient. We need to be the same. So I thought that was just a great reminder because looking at Lori and I during our season away from God, like I couldn't imagine if people just cut Lori and I off and said we were never welcomed back into the church. Like, but we, because we were going through a season of trial, uh, of lots of sinning. And we were definitely not looking like we were producing good fruit for Jesus. So I just share that to path it on, whether you go to church or just in your own community or just what you see online, is just remember that. And I and, know and we're going to get to the judgment when we finish out these parables. Just remember that we have to be graceful to as many as people, knowing that we're going to slip up time to time. We might quickly judge somebody or quickly accuse somebody of something. We're all human. We're all going to do that. But I just think if we all can keep that in the back of our mind, that we're all going to go through different seasons of showing off our fruit um i just think it's just important thing for us to remember so, yeah. keeping our eyes on jesus reading the bible learning more about god and jesus and just building a loving relationship to all people still exactly. speaking the truth but doing all of us our best and, and Eloy and i we're probably going to slip up i probably already have yeah. of not maybe being very sounding very loving and gracious uh, we, we lord we pray for more of that fruit yes. coming more in life Thank you again, girls, so much for doing these Bible studies with us. Um, it just really means, like, again, like she's on this journey with us. Jesus yeah. came into the, to the, the house with his disciples. We feel very honored that you're coming into our house. Um, to or allowing us to come into your house. Right. Um, <laughs> both, both, both ways. I like it. Um, so it just it really means the world to Michelle and I to have you girls, to share this with you, to all of us be together growing in our faith with Jesus by our sides, um, that we don't know what the future look like. We don't even know what tomorrow is going to look like, but we do have this. We have the good news of Jesus. So let's all keep our eyes on Jesus. He's going to get us through. He never changes. We do, <laughs> but he never does. And that's, that's why he's our rock and why we can always rely on him. And that's what I've been leaning on a lot lately, is knowing that I'm always... <laughs> I'm all over the place. Crazy, it feels like. You're my solid. Uh, Jesus drawing. got us. All so. right, we love you girls. Yeah. And remember, God loves you. And we'll see you in the next video. Bye.
That was today's episode, friends. Thank you again so much for listening and for the support. Make sure you check out all the details down below, more about our movement, and we'll see you in the next Bible study.